What's good, dog? Hey, homie. May 15th. It's the day after the NBA draft lottery in game one of the Western Conference Finals, and we've got a great episode today. Exciting stuff, We're man. coming to you on Wednesday. A little midweek podcast, and we've got some important things to note here. Today, uh, this podcast will be a shorter podcast, okay? We're going to talk draft lottery. We're going to talk game one. Uh, we're going to take a hotline call. That's going to be it. We're talking 10 to 15 minutes. Over, out, nice, easy digestible so probably like 30 minutes huh perhaps the other thing that's going to happen today and i know people are excited about this it's the debut of the buttercut the uh what open is this this is the pga not the pga yes yeah, pga championship pga championship which edition. is your reason why you're thrown off is because usually it's the fourth major of the right. year i was very confused by yes that. usually it's in august this year is the first year in like i don't know how many years, 50 years or something that wow. it's in uh in may so here we are. Okay. PGA Championship edition of the Buttercut coming to you on this same feed in about an hour. Okay. So listen to this. And then if you're interested in golf, listen to the Buttercut. Even if you're not, if you're into gambling, if you're into uh, golf, if you're into John Daly jokes. If you'd like to be into golf. Well, yeah, even if you're just, we'll get if you the storylines. We'll I make think it most interesting. people are at least mildly interested in the majors. And this is, this is the major. Yeah. Tiger looking to bounce back. Give uh, us your ears. We'll, we'll prepare you for going. The, the major this week. It's going down. That's what you need. We're going to give it to you. So just check back on this feed for the Buttercut with Brad Key. He's been working on it all week. This is exciting. Uh, let's t- get right into it. The draft lottery was last night. The big surprise, uh, your New Orleans Pelicans will draft number one and uh, presumably take Zion Williamson. Uh, this was a bit of a surprise. The Knicks, the team that everybody was kind of, you know, everybody in New York had been hoping for Zion for years, or for, well, for years, really, uh, as that the Knicks have been terrible for a couple decades now, uh, fell to third, which I guess they didn't really fall to third because they, they were tied for the best odds, but with three teams. So Yeah, and the other teams fell know. to like five and six, right? Something like that. Memphis uh, got the second pick, which is... Which is were they uh, were they with the best them. odds? No, I they were was they Phoenix were below that. It was Phoenix, Cleveland, and that's right, and the Knicks. So of those three, the Knicks, the got Knicks the actually got the best one, but they're kind of screwed. The Lakers got up to the number four pick. Uh, they had the eleventh best odds, so they were real winners statistically. Yes, yeah, so the Phillies and the Lakers were the two big winners of this whole thing. Yeah, but I mean, I I think the the general consensus here is that this is a three person draft. Is that uh, right? Yeah, there are three great players, and then well, there's really like a drop off from one to two, and then uh, two and three are pretty close, and then there's a significant drop off from three to four. See, I think that's kind of arguable. Arguable, I think like after five, you're pretty much really making stretches to to have really good. Name players. a fourth player in this draft. I think DeAndre Hunter has a chance to be pretty good, and I think that Jarrett Culver's has a chance to be really good. Both young, well. Culver's very young. Well, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the actual, uh, you know, it was, it's an amazing uh, set of circumstances. I will tell you, uh, Zach Lowe from ESPN was in the actual uh, room where they do the drawing ahead of time, not the one that they do on TV. Right. Uh, and 
he this, apparently the NBA never let the they never are allowed to speak about what happens in this room until this year, and they have taken the reins off. And so Zach Lowe wrote a piece on ESPN, which uh, was quite interesting. And here's another programming note: we'll be coming to you as Micah's read of the week because last night I uh, forced my girlfriend to watch the draft lottery. She is from New York, so nominally a Knicks fan. She was very confused by everything that was happening. It's a very bizarre TV event. And the Zach Lowe piece, which actually goes through what happened in the private room, is really fascinating. And I'm going to read that with her this afternoon. So that will be Micah's read of the week coming. If she's not vested in the Knicks, she should go ahead and switch over to Brooklyn now while she's got a chance. That should be her new fandom. You're not an R.J. Barrett guy, huh? Mm. I mean, they're going to get Kevin Durant, too. So I'd hang with the Knicks. You think so, huh? Yeah. And, Um, And the Flat Earther? Perhaps. And anyway, so that's, an, you know, and maybe Anthony Davis. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, you know, the, the Lakers. So anyway, that's coming on Mind of Micah, the Mind of Micah feed. Search Mind of Micah wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, and uh, you'll be able to hear more about that piece, which I think will be very fascinating, especially uh, with my girlfriend, who, one, doesn't know we're recording this, and two, um, doesn't really understand basketball or the draft or the draft lottery, and so it'll be very entertaining. That is my promise to you. Let's go. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk uh, backdoor cover now. Yeah, back back to uh, the the circumstances last night. I thought that. Uh, Do you, you know, know off the, the top the, of your head what uh, the Pelicans' percentage of win chance was? Was it fourteen percent or seven? No, it was less than that. It was something the, ridiculous. The most, uh, the most, the best odds were fourteen. That's okay. So I I don't know exactly. Super long shot odds for them to be in the top five. Ex- exceptionally long odds to be. Did you see one. the video of the uh, Pelican yeah. sales staff? That was awesome. They yeah. just like lost their minds. Their ticket sales people are just going bananas, and because they are going to get paid, and throwing so, throwing paper in the air. It was like the beat just dropped, and everybody lost their damn minds. Yeah, we're getting paid. That's, I don't even have to sell anymore. People yeah. are just going to buy. Although it is kind of funny. It reminds me of uh, the time when the. Uh, when LeBron and Chris Bosh went to Miami. Right. And the sales, they had the, the big thing where they had a big pep rally, basically, at the arena. This is where LeBron said, we're not, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, whatever. And they sold out their season tickets in one in that day. Right. Like, everybody gave the Heat a bunch of shit for letting LeBron say that, but essentially they were trying, they had a it pep a rally, sales. it was a press conference thing to sell tickets, and it worked. And it was great, and they sold out the whole season, and then they laid off the entire sales staff the next week because they had nothing else <laughs> to sell. It was all sold. This would be like if you were a used car salesman, and you've been trying to sell this Honda for like a year, and it's just a grind, and ain't nobody buying this Honda, and it's worth like two grand, and then a Maserati rolls up on your on your lawn, and you're selling that thing for $100,000, and you can't beat buyers off. Like, get out of here. Like, that's what they're doing right now. Life is good for Pelican sellers. Yeah, the, uh, the Pelicans had only a 6% chance of winning. They were... Uh, the seventh best odds, and they jumped all the way up. Oh, so, that was the where the number seven came from. The seventh yeah. best odds. Okay. Uh, I think the the Bulls were major losers. They fell down. I could pull up the the actual order here. They've been losers for a while, man. Bulls are having a hard time. Yeah, the Bulls are trash. It's really. I mean, I won't say it's a shame, but it's kind of a shame. Uh, you know, it's really a shame for the league that you've got such a good brand. Well, the three three biggest markets in America are New York, L.A., and Chicago. And the Bulls have been a dumpster fire. The Knicks have been a dumpster fire for two decades. It's the Bulls have been a dumpster though. fire for two decades too. Ever since, ever since uh, Jordan retired, 
and and the Lakers haven't made the playoffs in six years. I, I find that kind of refreshing, though. Like, in almost every sport, the biggest market has the gi- this giant advantage and edge on the rest of the competition because that's where players choose to play, wish to play. They get the biggest sponsorship deals. It's the best market to be in. For the last couple of years, that hasn't been the case in the NBA. And, I mean, that's not by design. That's just by accident because they have shitty management and people are running their organizations into the ground. But... That's the way it is. It's kind of nice. Well, we shall see. Uh, the we rest... got Milwaukee in the conference championship. Like, let's go. Yeah, Milwaukee, Portland. Portland's a big market. Not really. Not yeah. compared to New York or LA. Well, no, not no. compared to those, but they're pretty good. And they're on the West Coast. They're out in the middle of nowhere, basically. Uh, anyway, so that, as always, I found it strangely compelling. The, mm. uh, the, the order of the draft, I'll give you the entire lottery here. New Orleans, one. Memphis, two. Uh... John Morant, welcome to Memphis. I think uh, they're saying R.J. Barrett's going there. They're saying J- Morant third. I mean, who the fuck knows, but that's what I'm hearing. To Memphis? Yeah, because Memphis has... Um, I think they trade Mike Conley. You think they get rid of him, huh? I think you take Mer- uh, Ja. This guy's he's a, he's a stud. He's so legit. As uh, Jay Billis kept saying, he's a Russell Westbrook clone. Uh, so you've got New Orleans, Memphis, New York. The Knicks are third, of course. Uh, followed by the Lakers, which... I don't. I'll make a prediction. I don't think the Lakers actually make this pick. I yeah, mean, they, they trade do. It out. They trade it, and maybe New Orleans gets. Maybe they trade Anthony Davis anyway and pick up the fourth pick. You think they trade it for a bunch of aging veterans that can't shoot jump shots? No, That's they don't what want I think anybody. Do. I mean, maybe Kyle Kuzma in the number four pick for Anthony Davis no, or something. I'm joking. Like, that. like, isn't that what they've done every single chance they've gotten in LeBron era? Is they oh, trade the Lakers, their assets yes. to get shitty? veteran players who for some reason can't shoot jump shots i would not consider uh anthony davis a shitty veteran i i would agree with you although he could be traded to new york too i mean if you're new orleans and you've got to trade anthony davis apparently davis still wants to be traded that's incredible you trade him for the number three pick and you know the the knicks have nothing but trash on their roster but now all of a sudden you've got you can re- start to rebuild with the number one and number three picks. That's an interesting dynamic. Uh, they'd have the same thing with the Lakers do you, at four. Do you think Zion would be happy if him and R.J. Barrett had to go back to the same team again? That'd Maybe. Be they seem to like each yeah, other. I mean, they were, like, really fucking all over each other, you know, in a weird, weird erotic way last night. Is that right? Yeah, I'll say that. Anyway, Lakers at four, Cleveland at five. I was glad to see Dan Gilbert's son uh, not win another lottery. Uh, Phoenix. Uh, fell to six, which Ouch. is a real nut crush. Uh, Chicago seven, Atlanta eight, Washington nine. Uh, Atlanta will pick tenth as well because uh, they have a pick from Dallas. I'm not really sure what trade that came from, but whatever. Uh, Minnesota will draft eleven. Charlotte twelve, Miami thirteen, and Boston thankfully fourteenth. This is a pick from Sacramento via Philadelphia. Whatever that means. Uh, they still have a million first-round picks, but I'm I'm happy to see that not be a valuable pick because I hate you, Boston, and your fans. Um, and, I mean, you're looking at all the players that are available starting, like around six or seven. A lot of it's not that inspiring. Like the, I mean, these players are good, and they were good players in college, but none of them are like franchise-transforming players, like what you would hope to kind of land in the lottery in the top top part of the draft. So it's kind of interesting. But, yeah, I think the top five, top four are really – compelling picks and uh i'm interested to see i how think plays the out. top three I, I, we heard you we heard you the first yeah, time yeah i just want to make that clear yeah so uh as a television show it's a phenomenal thing 
It's so bizarre. It's so weird. I love seeing the Knicks fans. We posted a video on Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram today at Backdoor Cover Podcast of uh, Knicks fans reacting when the Lakers went number four. These Knicks fans in a bar are going fucking bananas. And then, like, before they can stop cheering, the Knicks are the number three uh, pick, which is a, a nut crush. They're always the best reaction. Like, no matter what the outcome is. No doubt. It, you just want your camera on Knicks fans because they're going to fucking lose their mind. It was great. It was fantastic. When they so, picked Porzingis, it was so classic. It was so classic Knicks. It sure was. You know what else is great? What's that? And classic? What? The mattresses from mm. Lisa. The greatest mattress being the Sapira mattress, the spring and foam mattress that Brad and I both sleep on. Uh, the Lisa mattress is classic. It's redesigned. It's got LSA 200 foam. These are these are the, this is the way to go. Lisa l e e s a dot com slash b d c like backdoor cover saves you fifteen percent off anything you buy from Lisa, including their dope pillows, the mattresses, the bases, anything else that you want. Lisa is also a company with heart. They've donated over thirty two thousand mattresses, one for every ten they sell to uh, charities, more than one hundred uh, charity event um, organizations, including uh, causes like foster care prevention. Think about that for a minute. That's 32,000 people that are now sleeping on a mattress that wouldn't be sleeping on one otherwise. Lisa's a good company. You want to support these people. You do not want to go mattress shopping. Go to lisa.com slash BDC. Save 15% on your your mattress, pillows, base, anything you buy at lisa.com slash BDC or use promo code BDC at checkout. It should be automatically applied if you just go to lisa.com slash BDC. All right. Um, A wild... Lottery last night. There was also game one of the Western Conference Finals. Not so wild. Not as wild. The Warriors, uh, I won't say dominated, but pretty easily coasted to a game one win they over Portland. Uh, Portland looked tired, perhaps. Um, this was not an impressive showing, and uh, the Blazers are going to need to make a lot of adjustments. They there. absolutely looked exhausted. And, I mean, that's what you would expect. They played at altitude in Denver on Sunday. It's true. Game seven. A seven-game series that was exhausting to begin with had four overtimes in one game. Then they got to travel to San Francisco for game one versus the best team in the world on Tuesday, 48 hours later. You just would expect them to come out flat. The The biggest issue I saw with, with kind of how the game tape played out and, and how Portland's defensive s- scheming kind of came together, they didn't show at all on picks. So, like, none of their big men yeah. would come out of the paint. Steph and Clay had free range from the three-point line. They're not even getting bumped. Like, usually after these types of games, like after they played Houston, like, they were bumped and bruised and tired and exhausted. And after playing versus Portland, they're coming off, like, scot-free, not getting bumped, not touching anyone. No one's even within, like, 10 feet of them, and they're shooting, jacking up these threes. It's like a regular season type of, like, atmosphere where it's just not even intense. It was a huge mistake, I think, by Portland. Like, to let them even get more rest, like, that's basically what they just did is they they had a game where it was pretty much easy. Steph went 9 for 15 from 3. Like, you can't have that. You just cannot have that. Yeah, that's not going to get done. Steph had 36 uh, Golden State won one sixteen ninety four, so a twenty two point win. Uh, Brad's exactly right. The defense, I don't know if it was strategy or tiredness or whatever, but Clay kept coming off. Or uh, Steph, uh, Clay had twenty six as well, by the way. But <laughs> they both Steph had their kept way. coming off of screens, just untouched and uh, without 
you know, typically the way that you play Golden State over the last three or four years is that you switch everything, no matter where it is on the floor. You show and you bump. You show, you switch. You get physical. And and uh, Houston little. Houston played very physically against Golden State. And as you mentioned, I mean, I think Golden State's Clay's got to wake up feeling like he didn't play a game yesterday because he did not get touched. Those guards uh, that Portland have are amazing offensive players and good defenders, but they are not big, strong, physical dudes in the way that the uh, defenders that the Rockets threw at Steph and and the gang were. Um, that being said, they needed thirty six from from Steph and twenty six from Clay. Nobody else. They only had one other player in double figures, which was was uh, was Green, but Iguodala only had four. Bogut only had two. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I don't know if you can get, it seems that, or if you remember the first round, like it was clay and Steph can't shoot and they're cold and whatever. They're not cold anymore. They are hot. They are confident and they're going to need that. Those I, I don't know when Durant's coming anymore. back or if he's going to, is, is Portland's need... coach Terry Scott's Stotts, yeah. Stotts. So they, they asked him about uh, his defensive scheming and like, why they didn't come out and hedge with their big men whenever they were going off these screens. And Stotts kind of like bowed up at the guy and was like, oh, well, when he scored like 45 in that that game versus Houston, were they coming up and, and, and hedging and bumping him and doing all this stuff? Like he kind of like got in the in the, uh, the interview guy's face like because that happened in one half of one game. They're talking about like how Steph kind of chewed him up after the game and he kind of like went off on him. I thought it was kind of interesting. I I imagine that they are going to change their defensive schemes, but based on how defensive he was to that interview, uh, interviewee, whatever the the question asker, I don't know, man. They they may just keep on rolling people out and letting them jack threes, and I can't see that working. I can't see that even being somewhat reasonable. I I would think this is a, a four game sweep if that's the case. So we shall see. I, I wouldn't anticipate a sweep, but I think that game two is essentially a must win for Portland. They've got to go. They've got to get one. Because if they don't win game two, then they've got to win four games out of five against Golden State, and that's unlikely. You're saying if they want to win the series. The series yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think you. they could bounce back, but yeah. uh, not not a good showing for Portland. They looked overmatched and tired. Exhausted. Maybe they'll come bad. back uh, in game two. I mean, both Dame and... Uh, McCollum shot really poor percentages and I mean that's got to be something to do with fatigue so we'll see man hopefully they can up they can get their their defensive schemes together and get kind of their legs under them before game two and and come out and give them a more competitive showing uh game one in the east is tonight this is going to be Toronto at Milwaukee Milwaukee's a six and a half point favorite home in game one wow uh which Seems like a lot. Money line is plus two thirty on Toronto. If you want some value, if you think Kawhi is going to go get game one, which I do, I will take uh, Kawhi. We should probably make predictions. I don't know. I, I like I like the uh, the Raptors to win this series in six. Okay, and I like uh, I'll say Golden State in six as well. So that would mean they'd have to take two in Milwaukee to get it in six, right? Two in Milwaukee, two at home. Well, it could be three at home. If it's in one in Milwaukee. Okay, I got you. I got you. I'm just trying to think through the numbers here. I I think it goes to seven games, and I think Milwaukee takes it. Okay, great. Yeah. We uh, we will bet sandwiches on it. Bet you a sandwich. Okay, bet you a sandwich. You have any takes on this Golden State series? I mean, I, I assume you're with the Warriors here. Yeah, it, I'm with the Warriors, and I'm concerned it's going to be a sweep. I'm hoping it's not. But if 
if my suspicions that the coach doesn't plan to change their defensive schemes is accurate, I think it's over. Like, I don't think there's any prayer that they have. You can't just let them jack threes. You can't let Steph go nine for 15 from three-point range. That's just not doable. You cannot win. It's just too efficient of a scoring method for anybody, let alone a team that's inferior to begin with. So unless Dame and McCollum can outscore Steph and Clay, Which I think they will twice. They could. They could. They have the ability to. They but they're, have not, the, they're, I, the they're not a serious contender to win this series. All right, let's... Uh, what about Milwaukee? What do you think is going to happen tonight? You got, I think Kawhi you, is going to, to put... I think Giannis is inexperienced. Okay. And Kawhi, they're going to put Kawhi on him. Or, and I think what we've learned from Giannis is that he can adjust to any defense you put on him. I just think that it may take him a game to do it. Yeah. And and I think Kawhi, apparently I heard Zach Lowe also say that he, uh, they're like, of all of the defenders who have guarded um, with next level data or whatever, right. that have guarded. Nerd uh, stuff. The nerd stuff that have guarded Giannis this season, Kawhi was the single most effective. I don't doubt that. Because so, he's like because the best he's defender the in the effect, NBA. Because he's the most effective on everybody. So. Yeah. I just I think that's a uh, that's an advantage. But give me seven games of Giannis guarding guarding Kawhi and Kawhi guarding Giannis. Like that's that's what we want. We won't get it all the time, but I would love to see it, and uh, we shall see. Yeah, hey. I think the Bucks are going to be really strengthened by the return of Malcolm Brogdon. They had been missing him. He came back, played seventeen minutes in that last game versus Boston. He's had some time to practice and get his feet under him. He's a really important piece to their team. He's not like a big flashy name and he doesn't do anything like really crazy that jumps off the page, but he really is like this piece, this glue guy piece to their, their unit. And I think that he's going to be uh, very useful for them in this series because they need him. Yeah. All right. We've got a hotline call 800-392-6344, 800-392-6344. Call our hotline. If you want to ask us a question, if you want to ask me a question about life or relationships, or anything else for Micah's mailbag, you can call that same hotline, 800-392-6344. That's the MWBK hotline. Here is our call today. Backdoor cover. It's Will. Fucking also great. Known as Michigan boy or whatever the hell Micah calls me. I'm calling you depressed with some NBA news disguising Michigan news. The University of Michigan men's basketball coach John Beeline has signed a five-year deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, we know this. <laughs> and I'm in shock. I'm, I'm mad. I'm not happy. <laughs> I love John Beeline and everything he's done for our basketball program, and he's returned it to prominence, and uh, I'm not looking forward to just getting our asses kicked by Michigan State again and maybe even losing to Ohio State, even they suck. I'm going to miss winning Big Ten titles Is he and crying? having NCAA championship. Uh, Will seems upset. Talk a little slower a next time, Will. Run. He really I'm hits some polls, man. Ball from John Beeline right now. Very sad. What do you think about this move for John to uh, Cleveland? Think he's going to succeed there? I sure as hell don't. I oh, see him getting on. fired in the next three years for sure. All right. Share your thoughts on this move. All right. Thank you, Will. Next time, you know, drink a cup of coffee or something. It's just, it's like half asleep. Anyway, uh, we talked about this on Monday, and now with the draft lottery last night, Cleveland falling to five, or was it six? I forget. Uh, They're out of the, you know, they're out of the the Zion sweepstakes. 
maybe he will be fired in three years, but he'll get paid for five years, and that'll be good enough. He's 66. Doesn't really matter. Guy's going to get a good chunk on the way out and give it a shot. Uh, do I see him being successful without Zion? Uh, no, I, I don't. But whatever. I guess this is tough for, for Will. But uh, and the people of Michigan, he's been very successful there. But bye bye. So I think he's got time. I think he's got time to improve the roster, to develop young talent, to kind of build something in Cleveland. And if nothing else, the lottery last night showed that tanking doesn't pay anymore. Like they've they've redone how the odds are distributed and how people are going to get ping pong balls. And for like the first time since like 2000, I forgot what the year was, but it's been many years since some, a team with the best odds didn't get the number one overall pick this time. They didn't even get top two. They Nick's like we talked about got a third pick. So, I mean, there's been a, there's, there's no, there's much of a diminished benefit of tanking. And that also bodes well for him because like now they can really put kind of effort towards winning and getting a decent, you know, hmm. development of their players. Why are you humming me? Because they're going to be terrible next year. Yeah, they're going to be terrible, but they're not going to lose as many games as they did last year. They they're might. going to improve. I don't know if that's true. You don't. And they might, it might be in their best interest to not improve at all. And now they Why? could be the worst team and not have. But what as I'm good saying is because the odds have changed and because tanking doesn't pay as well as it used to, like, there's really not much reason to lose, not as much. And you're not going to win enough for it to make any difference. I think that if you are able to to play unhampered by like the benefits of tanking and you've got a really young team and you're good at developing talent, which BI is, uh, I think that's, I think he's in a good spot. So I think he's got a couple of years. I don't think they're expecting anything big out of him. And I think that they improved from last year to this year. So that's where I'm at. All right. Well, that's where we are too. Brad, where can the people follow you? Bradley B key on Instagram, Bradley key on Twitter. Where can they find you? You can find me at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Uh, and follow the show at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. As we mentioned, we will be back later this afternoon or today with uh, the Buttercut preview in the PGA Tournament, uh, PGA Championship. Please share these podcasts with a friend. We told you we'd do 10 to 15 minutes. We're at 26 minutes. So Called uh, it. we lied again. That's it. That's all. We'll be back uh, today and then maybe later this week. Mm, bye-bye thanks for listening <laughs>